When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All of these emotions, these categories of emotions, are there for a reason, and they're to give us a message, a message that something needs to change. Now, one of two things has got to be changed when we're feeling any of these emotions. And before I tell you this, let's make sure you're enrolled here. How would you feel in your life if you knew, no matter what emotion you felt, you could go, okay, am I feeling uncomfortable, or is that a feeling of fear, or is that a hurt feeling, or an anger type of feeling, or a frustrated type of feeling, or a disappointed, or a guilty, or inadequate, or overloaded, or lonely feeling? How would you feel if you knew that in a moment or two, you could instantly get out of that feeling no matter how intense it had been? Would that be useful? Then stick with me, okay? Because I know this may seem a little bit cumbersome first, so listen to me carefully. At any moment you feel any emotion, the first step you're gonna always wanna take to master your emotions, first step always will be to identify the signal. What I mean by identify the signal is figure out, if you're having a feeling, which one of these categories does it go into? So let's take a look at how this might work. Let's say something happens between you and a loved one, and as a result, you feel rejected. You look at your list of 10 here, and you say, rejected's not on here, Tony. Well, step number one is identify which category it most fits. Well, when you feel rejected, you really could feel a lot of things about that rejection. You might feel uncomfortable. You might feel actually hurt, or you might feel angry about it, or as a result of the rejection, you might feel lonely. What I'm trying to do is get down to the core emotion that really is controlling you, rather than just this giant word called rejection, which really isn't the essence of what you're feeling. As you go down and you look through your list, and by the way, I know you're not good at this list yet because it's brand new, but you'll memorize it simply by listening to this tape over and over again. By the end of this conversation, hopefully you'll know the 10, and I'll keep saying them again for repetition's sake. What we're going to call them from now on is action signals, because that's exactly what they do. They are signals for you to take action to reevaluate the way you're perceiving something or the way you're proceeding, the way you're communicating your feelings to other people or the way you're behaving around other people or situations. In other words, they're going to tell us we got to make a change in order to get what we really want. And that's what these action signals are all about. They're not negative. They're not bad. They're there to serve us. But for now, let's come back to the example. We said step number one then always is identify the signal. That simply means where does it fit in here? So in this example, we've said that rejection really was just uncomfortable for you. Maybe what happened is you turned to kiss your husband or wife, and they were busy reading or writing or something, and they didn't really reciprocate. You felt you know, kind of uncomfortable about that. You didn't feel lonely. You didn't feel hurt. You didn't feel angry. You just felt a little uncomfortable. The signal of being uncomfortable is calling to your attention a message, and the message of uncomfortable feelings is, one, realize you need to change your state. But right now, no matter what happens in the state you're in, you're not going to appreciate it. You're not going to be resourceful in understanding what things really mean. Say, for example, you're feeling in a state of being uncomfortable about that. You're going to start hallucinating. Well, gosh, my husband or wife, you know, they didn't, they weren't really loving to me. You know, does that mean that they're not interested in me anymore? Does that mean that, you know, that our relationship's not as strong? We tend to hallucinate when we get an unresourceful state. So when you feel uncomfortable, first message from that signal is, hey, change your state. Second, clarify what you want immediately you got to clarify what you want that's what the signal is trying to tell you 
So I said, yeah, don't just be uncomfortable. What do you want? If you want your husband or wife to be closer to you, get clear that's what you want. And step three, immediately take action in that direction. And the way to take action in that direction is communicate your desire or do something that expresses it. Make sure you do something until you achieve what you want and you're no longer uncomfortable. It's literally that simple. Don't just sit around and go, gosh, I feel bored. I feel foolish. I feel insecure. You know, I feel kind of rejected. I feel uncomfortable. Say, great. I need to change my state. The fact that I'm uncomfortable is a signal. It's giving me a message to immediately change my state, two, clarify what I want, and three, take action in that direction. If you do that, you've conquered this motion immediately. Let's say you felt rejected to the point where you called it hurt. You really felt hurt inside. Well, what's the message of hurt? When you feel the, the sensations you call hurt feelings, that signal is giving you a different message. And the message there is that there's an expectation you have that's not been met, and you have a sense of loss. That's why it's more intense than just being uncomfortable. You feel like you've actually lost something. Now, the challenge with this, as with all these emotions, is that when you identify the message, you must immediately clarify what has to be changed. Whenever you have what you used to call a negative emotion, you're now going to call an action signal. You know that that action signal is signaling you need to change one of two things. Either your perception or your procedure. Now let me clarify what I mean by that. Your perception might be, for example, that, gosh, you feel hurt. You feel like your husband doesn't love you so much anymore. Or your wife doesn't love you so much anymore because, gosh, when you first met, boy, all you had to do was, you know, look at them and they dropped their newspaper and came over and hugged you. And now they don't. You have a sense of loss and that hurts you inside. And that hurt is a lot more painful than the feelings of just being uncomfortable. The point, though, is this. Is this an appropriate emotion for you to feel based on this situation and this time with this person? That's really the question we want to ask ourselves whenever we have an emotion. We know that when we have that signal, we need to first identify it, and then secondly, immediately appreciate this signal is offering us a message, and the message is we need to change. Again, our perception or our procedures. So our perception might be, person doesn't love me. Do we need to change our perception? Do we have some rules that are inappropriate in this situation? And the answer here probably is yes. Wouldn't you agree? This person is just wrapped up in what they're doing because they're just immersed. It doesn't mean they love you any less. What this emotion is telling you is you need to change your perception because otherwise you're going to feel pain for no reason. You might also look at the same situation as a symbol that you need to change your procedure. Procedure means the way you're proceeding with this information. In other words, what this may be is a signal to you that you really aren't communicating your real needs to your husband or to your wife. Maybe what you need to do is change your procedure and instead of feeling hurt or instead of feeling uncomfortable, turn to your husband or wife and say, honey, you know, I know you're wrapped up in your work. I know you're totally immersed. I know you're trying to do stuff that supports the whole family here. But you know what? I just need, you know, three minutes with just you, just you and I, because I really need right now to just feel loved by you. I need to hold you. I need to feel connected to you. Now, if that person starts to get upset, obviously you're getting feedback that your procedure still didn't work. You have to be a little more flexible, a little more creative, or maybe a little bit more loving in the way you do it. Or maybe change the timing in which you go about something. But that's changing procedure, changing the way you communicate. Or another way of changing procedure might be it's a signal that says that the way you're communicating your husband or wife doesn't make them want to make you feel loved right now. That your present behavior may be turning them off. For example, let's say you feel rejected by them because when you come in the door, they don't rush up and give you a hug. They're immersed in something. Now, how do you respond to that? Well, what a lot of people do when they feel rejected is they feel uncomfortable with it or they feel hurt. Or some people get angry when they feel rejected. Now, what's the message of anger? The message of anger is you have a standard for your life, something that's important to you and it's not being met by another person 
or maybe even not being met by you. Sometimes we get angry because we're not living our own standards, huh? So let's say as a result, one of your standards is that people who love you, they run up and they greet you in your home. They don't do that today. Well, you feel angry. One of your standards has been violated. Something you believe important is not happening, and now you're angry about it. How do you respond now to your spouse who doesn't even know what's going on? Maybe you give them a dirty look, or maybe you make some snide remark, or you find something wrong with what they're doing. As a result, this person may very well purposely reject you. Now when you're feeling this rejection, or you're feeling this hurt or this anger, and you say, okay, <laughs> this anger means I have a message here, a signal. Signals I need to change either my perception or my procedure. Maybe you don't need to change your perception. Maybe they really are rejecting you deliberately. Maybe the procedure is not only how you communicate, but how you're behaving. Maybe you need to look and say, you know, I'm not treating this person in a very loving way. No wonder they're giving me this feedback. I need to change me. Are you following me so far? So we're always getting the message. We're identifying the signal. We're appreciating the message and knowing the message is telling us we either need to change our perception or our procedure. The way we're communicating, the way we're behaving. I know this may sound complex at first, but I play this tape back and listen to this little section a couple of times. You'll get this down. I want to change either my perception or my procedure, the way I'm communicating to this person or the way I'm behaving or just the way I'm looking at the whole darn thing and making it so I don't have pain. I need to look at things, communicate, or behave in a new way. That's the message of pain. Let me say that again because I think you'll get this one. If you're feeling pain, it's a message. You need to change the way you're looking at things and therefore what they mean to you or change the way you're communicating your desires or needs to someone, especially if the pain involves somebody else, or change the way you're behaving, the way you're treating others, and that'll get you a new response. That's in essence the basis of all these action messages. They're telling you, you gotta set a new outcome and move in a new direction, otherwise you're gonna stay in pain. And by the way, let me mention something to you. If you ignore a message, if you ignore one of these signals and these action signals, whether it be the signal of feeling hurt or fearful or angry or frustrated or disappointed or overloaded, that signal doesn't go away. It intensifies. You'll feel even more hurt, even more angry. It intensifies until one day you get smart enough to say, hey, I got to change something here. I got to change my expectations, the way I'm evaluating this thing, the way I'm looking at things, the way I'm feeling about it, or the way I'm communicating what I need, or I got to change the way I'm behaving, period. I'm going to keep feeling this until I make one of those three changes. It's that simple. Next, once you've identified the signal, i.e. you've been identified, you said, I was feeling rejected, and what that really means is I'm feeling uncomfortable, or it really means I'm feeling hurt, or angry, or lonely, or whatever. Then the second step is appreciate the message. Respect that emotion. Don't make your emotion wrong. So many times they say, well, I don't want to feel rejected, or I don't want to feel bad, or I don't feel angry, I don't want to feel hurt. Don't do that. Appreciate it. It has a message for you. It means you've got to change. But it also means something very specific, depending upon which emotion of these ten categories. So before I go any further, let me review with you what the messages are that each one of these ten signals is giving you. We've already said that if you're uncomfortable, the message is simple. You've got to change your state, clarify what you want, and take action in the direction of what you want. And immediately you won't be uncomfortable anymore. If you're feeling category number two, emotions of fear, whether it be concern or apprehension or worry or anxiety or scared or frightened or terrified, no matter what intensity it is, any one of those still are fearful emotions, and fear emotions deliver one message to us. We need to prepare ourselves to deal with something or to avoid the negative consequences of something that's coming up, something that's about to happen, a situation or event. Basically, fear is get prepared. Get yourself so you can deal with something, and that's a valuable message, isn't it? Now, the problem is what most of us do is we get fearful, and we don't take the message. We either try to deny the fear and act like we're real strong, and all it does is get stronger and stronger, or worse. 
We just surrender the fear and we don't get the message. All we do is we get caught up in the emotion and we get more and more scared and we amplify it. And we start thinking of the worst that can happen rather than figuring out, okay, what do I need to do to be prepared to avoid the negative consequences and make this work? For example, people have fear of failure. That's a valuable fear. It's saying get prepared so you won't fail. For example, you might have a fear because uh, the IRS is coming to visit you and you get a little note in the mail. You get this feeling of anxiety. That's probably a useful fear. Right? It's probably saying to you, hey, you better go get all your paperwork in order. If you didn't have that message, if it wasn't painful enough, you might slough it off. They might show up and it may cost you a lot of money, not because you weren't accurate or honest, because you weren't prepared. Same thing happens if somebody asks you to give a speech and you get a little fear inside. Maybe it grows into anxiety. The more intense it gets, the more we tend to surrender to the emotion rather than get the message. That's why we may want to convert fear and say, well, I'm a little concerned. And what I'm concerned about is I need to prepare for the speech so I do the best possible job and I'll feel confident instead of fearful. Now, again, with each of these emotions, we want to hear the message and see the message appropriate. You may already be prepared. You may be as prepared as you can get. There's a limit to what you can do, right? There's a point where you have to have some faith. At that point, you might just have to say, you know what? This is a message I need to change my perceptions, not my procedures. I'm prepared by my procedures. I know what to do. I know how to do it. But I've got to stop focusing on this thing being the worst possible situation. I just need to decide to become confident now, to focus on it working instead of it not working. The third category of emotions, those of hurt feelings, give us a signal and a message that says you have an expectation that's not been met and you have a feeling of loss i.e., you expected somebody to keep their word and they didn't, that hurt your feelings. Or you expected someone never to share something that you told them privately and they told somebody else. And now you feel hurt. You feel a sense of loss of intimacy with them or loss of trust. And that sense of loss is what creates that feeling of hurt inside of us. What do we need to do? It tells us immediately that we have to evaluate, is there really a loss here? Again, do we need to change our perception? Maybe you just didn't communicate to this person that when you told them this, you wanted them to keep this information private. Maybe you haven't lost anything. Maybe you just have to change your way of communicating your needs or, again, change your behavior. The next category is anger. That's the fourth category. And, again, emotions like irritation or feeling livid or furious or enraged or resentful, all of these fit into this category. Any of these emotions are simply signals giving you a message, and the message here is that an important rule that you have in your life has been violated by someone else or maybe even by you. See, when we think something's really important and somebody violates that rule, we get upset about it. How we deal with that upset will determine a great deal how much pain or pleasure we really experience in our lives and how close we get to other people or how much we push them away from us. In other words, if somebody violates your standards, that's the message. What you're supposed to do with that message is real simple. Communicate that you have a standard. Communicate that you know it's only your rule. It isn't necessarily their rule, but you need their help. So if we use the earlier example where you shared something in confidence with someone, but you didn't tell them it was in confidence, you expected them to know that, and you didn't just feel hurt, you felt angry about it, then the bottom line is instead of beating that person up, you need to go to that person and communicate in a different way. Right? Change the way you're communicating. Change your procedure. And say, you know, I know you didn't understand this to be private, but this is really important to me. And you need to deal with it as quickly as possible. Anger is usually an outgrowth of hurt. In other words, when you're hurt, you have a feeling of loss. Something you expected didn't work out. When you're angry, it's because it's something you think is really important that wasn't handled. Or you've got a lot of hurts that have built up and you've not expressed them. You've not communicated them. So anger is usually a signal that something you believe is really important has been violated by someone or yourself 
or that you've had a lot of hurts that you've not expressed that have built up until their anger. How do you deal with it? Change your perception. Maybe this person wasn't trying to hurt you at all. Change your procedure. Communicate better what your real needs are or change your behavior. Tell people up front, hey, this is private. Promise me you won't share this with anybody because it's real important to me. Either way, you'll get out of your anger quickly. It's simply a signal that says you need to clarify with the people what your rules are and get them to agree to meet them, or you need to compromise them possibly. You know, some things you get angry about, you're going to get angry about for the rest of your life, and you better identify those things and realize that those are just your standards. They're not everybody's standards, and if you go around being upset because everyone doesn't live by your rules, you're going to be upset your whole life. So again, maybe you need to change your perceptions, change your rules, so that life is a lot simpler and a lot less painful for you. The fifth category of emotions, frustration. These action signals are telling you you need to change your approach to achieving your goal. Whatever you're going after, you're not going to get it the way you're doing it right now. That's why you're frustrated. You keep trying to get the same result by doing the same thing over and over again. There was a definition given a long time ago about insanity. They said insanity is attempting to get a new result by doing the same thing over and over again. It'll never work. So you've got to change your approach. When you feel frustrated, just know, hey, that's a message. I've got to change my approach. I need to be more flexible in this situation. Category number six, disappointment. If you start to feel disappointed, that's a signal. And that signal is bringing you a message. And the message is that you need to realize that an expectation you had, an outcome you're going after, is not going to probably happen unless you change your expectation and make it more appropriate for the situation at hand. In other words, maybe you wanted something to happen in too short a period of time. Realize disappointment says you need to change your expectations. You need to change simply your view of things and come up with a more appropriate outcome for the time that you have involved, the people you have involved, the situation you have involved. So that's the message. Listen to it. Utilize it. Don't keep re-experiencing disappointment and stacking it until you feel overloaded, overwhelmed, or hopeless, or inadequate, which our emotions we'll talk about later. But first, let's talk about the next one. The seventh major category of emotions are guilt or regret emotions. Hey, when you've got feelings of guilt or regret, a lot of people say, well, don't feel guilty about anything. Garbage. Guilt serves you if you hear the message. And the message of guilt is really simple. It says you violated one of your own standards, and you must do something immediately to ensure that you're not going to violate again in the future. That's why you have the pain of guilt. Now, what most people do is they do one or the other. They either deny the guilt, take themselves out of it, and don't feel guilty at all, which you know, I agree you shouldn't stay in guilt, but if you just deny the guilt and don't get the message, the guilt's going to come back. It'll get you sooner or later. It's back there. It's deep. It's dark. It'll get you. So with that fear, maybe you should turn that fear into getting the message instead of being overwhelmed and, again, surrendering to guilt. That's the other extreme. People just walk around, and they, and they allow themselves then to feel inferior for the rest of their life. They feel so regretful about what they once did. That is not the purpose of guilt. It's to make sure you clean up your act. It's to make sure that you don't violate this again. It's that you make things right when you screw up. That's what you got to do. Now, sometimes you can't. Sometimes someone has passed away or something's occurred where you feel guilty about something that happened in the past. You really can't change. The only thing you can change is your present and future behaviors. When you do that, you can let go of the guilt. But that's the message it offers you. And again, when you immediately feel the signal, what do you do? You identify the signal and you realize, hey, I'm feeling regret or I'm feeling guilt. Secondly, you appreciate the message. It's a message that says you need to change something either your perception or your procedures. Maybe you're feeling guilty about something you shouldn't feel guilty about at all. Have you ever done that? I know I have. I felt guilty one time because I didn't help somebody feel happy enough. I used to run around. If everybody around me wasn't happy, I feel guilty if I felt good. How stupid. 
We don't want to fall into that category. You might want to change your rules or your perceptions. Or you might need to change your procedures again. Maybe the procedure is you feel guilty about the way you communicate to somebody. You were too harsh. Go back and clean it up. Say, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this. I really regret what I said. I was wrong. Boy, the guilt will disappear. Or change your behavior in the future. Change the way you're going to communicate to that person or people like them. Any one of these three changes, again, will immediately eliminate the guilt, and then guilt has served a good purpose, hasn't it? It's kept you on track. It's moved you forward. It's made you a better person. That's why it's there. Utilize it. Don't wallow in it. Let's go to category number eight, inadequacy. Boy, if you feel inadequate, those are any of those emotions, again, that make you feel like you're less than. Feelings of being unworthy, for example, would be inadequate feelings. Whenever you feel this emotion or emotion like it, get excited. Appreciate it's offering you a message, and the message it's offering you is simple. It's saying you need to do something to get better in this category right away. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect at it. Inadequacy just says you've got to do something. Don't sit on your duff anymore. You're feeling inadequate because you haven't done anything to be really good in this area. Now, the first thing you've got to do is, as you go through this process is ask yourself, is this really an appropriate emotion? That is, am I really inadequate, or do I need to change the way I'm perceiving things? Maybe i got some rules that say, in order for me to be adequate, you know, I have to go on the dance floor and outdo John Travolta. You know, that's probably inappropriate perceptions. You need to change the perceptions, or maybe changing the procedures, which is, ah, I need to prepare myself by doing something right now to get better. One thing you could do is just go practice. One thing you could do is go out and initiate some communication. So inadequacy is a message to get up and do something to become better, or to change your criteria to look at what you're doing and make it easier for yourself to feel adequate. You've probably got rules that are too harsh. Now, category number nine. This is one of the categories that I think immobilizes and destroys more people's lives than virtually any of the others combined. And that is a feeling of being overloaded or overwhelmed or hopeless or depressed. They all fit together. I use overloaded to make it sound simpler. Because if you say, gosh, I'm depressed, you'll immediately feel much more intensity than if you say I'm overloaded. The key here is to realize that this is a signal. When you feel hopeless, depressed, overwhelmed, or overloaded, the message that's offering you is that you need to reevaluate what's most important to you in this situation. Sit down right now and decide what is absolutely important, what's a necessity for you versus what's a desire. Write down all the things that are most important for you to accomplish. Then, two, put them in order of priority. And then three, take the first one on your list and do something about it. It's the same thing with depression, the same thing for being hopeless. Sit down and saying, okay, instead of saying it's hopeless, I need to change my state, number one. That's always the message of all these emotions. Number two, got to clarify what's most important to me. Write it all out. Three, what's the order of the importance? And four, what's the first thing on my list? Let me go handle that. The minute you go handle anything and you deal with one simple issue, your brain can handle it, and as soon as you handle that situation, you will feel like you're in control of your world. You will not feel overloaded, you will not feel overwhelmed, you will feel like there's hope, and you won't feel depressed. Your self-esteem grows when you do something to take control of events, instead of having events take control of you. And all you have to do to take control of events is chunk them down. Pick one thing and master it. The message is simple. You're trying to do too much in too short a period of time. You're looking at the whole world and expecting everything to be perfect overnight, and you're feeling like you can't handle it all. Chunk it down. Here's the final category. Category 10, feeling lonely. Have you ever felt really lonely? Gosh, I don't think there's anybody alive who hasn't. But what does it mean when you feel lonely? What is the message that you should get from that signal? I think the message is really simple. What we really need at that moment, the message is telling us we need a certain connection with people. The challenge with that message is a lot of times people take the word connection 
or the idea of the need for a connection with another human being and they make it into a sexual connection or instant intimacy and they feel frustrated because even when they have that they still feel lonely what we really need to do is identify what kind of connection maybe you do need an intimate connection maybe you just need some basic friendship or someone to listen to or somebody to laugh with or someone to talk to it's real important when we feel lonely just say hey this is really neat what's great about being lonely is it says I really care about people I love to be with people and I need to find out in what way I want to be with somebody right now and then take an action immediately to go in the direction we want in other words all ten of these emotions are a message to our brain to say hey what you're doing right now isn't working and you need to change it you need to change your perception change what criteria you're using your way of looking at things that makes you feel this way because your perception is not appropriate or change the way you're communicating. You're not communicating things in a way where people know your needs or just change your behavior. What you're doing isn't working. Change your approach. Every feeling you have, good or bad, is not based on the actual reality of life, but rather your interpretation as to what things mean. And remember, nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning you give it. So if you don't like the way you're feeling, change the meaning. If somebody passes away, you really cared about them and they die. You can feel really bad, you can feel disappointed, you can feel frustrated, you can feel angry, you can feel hurt, you can feel sad, and all those are appropriate emotions. But make sure you take a message from it, and the message you've got to eventually come out with is, what's an empowering way of looking at this? What else could this mean? Maybe it doesn't mean that I just lost somebody. Maybe it means this person has gone someplace they need to be, or maybe this means my connection will be even stronger with them now than when they were here. Maybe this means I will value my own life and give more while I'm here because I realize that life is delicate. Choose meanings that empower you in life instead of assuming that meanings that disempower you. It's a final message to